This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, folks, you know what time it is. This is Coach G and Coach Q is to my left. So listen, like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight. Today, we are coming outside of the box. You know what? We not in the gym. We're not anywhere near the the game of sports or sports at all. Coach Q, what's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about our special guest via telephone today. I feel like I'm on the grounds of St. Peter the Rock waiting on something spectacular to happen. So after this short break, Coach Gowen is going to come right back and introduce you to our very special guest. So make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. All right, folks, this is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick and our very special guest via telephone. He is the pastor of St. Peter the Rock, Pastor Todd Curry. Welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Great to be here. Let's lace them up, Coach. Uh-oh, watch out. Oh, Coach, Coach Quick, man, I got. you know what? I might have to step back and get me a towel so it looks like we are going to be on and popping. So listen, folks, if, <laughs> yes, you, if, you, if you haven't heard about St. Peter the Rock, that's your fault. You will know about it when this is all over and said and done. With Pastor Curry has been there for five years as the as the pastor. He uh, resides in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Saint Peter the Rock is in Eastwood, North Carolina. And if you don't know, you're gonna know here in a little bit. So, Pastor Curry, we're just gonna go ahead and jump into this thing. And our first session is called is we entitled the Pick and Pop. So our very first question is this: as a PK, and for those that you don't know what a PK is, let's break it down for you. That's for a pastor's kid. Because pa- because uh, Pastor Curry's father uh, was pastor uh, before Pastor Todd Curry took over. So being a pastor's kid, when did you experience the call on your life for this direction? Whew. Wow, that's loaded already, Coach. That's loaded already. It, it was on me early, to be truthfully honest, but it was one of those things. I was, I was raised in church, of course. Yes, and the problem was church wasn't in me. Mm. Um, I was a little rebellious, if you will. Well, a lot rebellious, depending on who you ask. Uh, and trying to prove myself, because I was a PK, I didn't want that stigma yes, of the, the goody kid, if you will, um, especially in school, playing sports and everything like that. It, it's one of those things where... Yes, the the stigma is actually true for most of us, but it's because we are trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to to fit in with others because people look at us different. People look at the preacher's kids and the pastor's kids as different. We're human. We were human children. Other kids could get in trouble and it would be okay, but let us get in trouble and then it's like the whole world is about to end. Come on, come on. The, the call, though, was there. I ran from the call. Yes, sir. The call was there. I ran from it. But one thing about running, <laughs> your legs ain't long enough. You're not fast enough to run from God. Whoa, watch yeah. out. Watch out. Coach Quick, what you think? Man, that's, 
that's outstanding right there. And I, I completely agree with him with his analogy. Your legs are not long enough to run from God. <laughs> no, sir. All right, Coach, uh, Pastor T, I just want to ask you this question. Taking up the mantle from your father, what was the most challenging part of that transition? I guess probably just the living up to who he was. My my father, and I can say this with all sincerity and with all honesty, I didn't have the testimony of many where their parents weren't in the house or because the, he was a pastor, he abandoned his home life. That's a whole nother subject for another day. God ordained family before he did church. Mm. And a, a lot of times we forget that aspect. But my father was there with us. He played games with us, and he supported us in school activities and sports or whatever um, like that. So I don't have that testimony. So to to try to step in his shoes, it was so powerful because I felt like, you know, I could never live up to who he was. And even with that, again, I played the organ behind him for 28 years. Wow. Um, Faithful, faithful, supporting my father and everything. And one Sunday, he literally called me off the organ, told me to take my coat off. He took his suit coat off and put the coat on my shoulders. Mm. And it was one of the most powerful moments. And it, it really floored me. And tears began to roll down my face. And my father was in good health and everything at the time. And he actually retired, if you will. Yes, sir. And there's no such thing as actually retiring from the gospel. But Amen. he stepped down. He passed the mantle. Yes, sir. He passed the mantle because he said that his season was up. And it was time for someone else to come in. And so Moses passed it to Joshua. And I'm grateful for the training that he gave me along the way. Still came to church every Sunday. Still sat on the side every Sunday supporting me through this initial journey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. You know, that's powerful. And um, Pastor T, I can remember the picture on Facebook of whenever you took your coat off and he took his off and put it around you. That, that was just a powerful reflection and an amazing moment. And, I, and this is why Coach Goins, he's on the show today. You see why he's dropping these dimes for us. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny that you even mentioned that. Someone took that picture immediately when he did it. And my wife went. My wife, let me let me give her a quick shout out. Um, my lovely wife, your cousin, my wife, April Curry. Uh, twenty six years, y'all. Twenty six years. Amen. Now. Amen. But she actually had it um, oil painted, mm. and I got it hanging in my office right now at the church, and it was just such a. And I don't think everybody understood how powerful of a moment. I didn't understand at the time. Yes, sir. But when I sat back and began to reflect over it, over just what he was doing, and because most pastors die in office, if you will, they they get so old, they don't want to turn it over or mm, whatever, mm. but he knew his season was up. And not that he had a bad season, but you have to know when to pass the baton and let someone stronger run. Mm. Amen. Wow. Wow. So, folks, let me tell you something. Don't you call Coach Quick 
And don't you call whole Coach Lawrence and ask him, what, 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 where is St. Peter the Rock? We done told you. It's in Eastwood, North Carolina, and it's past the Todd Curry that, that we have on it. And is, you know what, Coach Quick, I'm still some of your, your lingo. He's dropping yes, di- major dimes. His bags of dimes. Right, and, that, and and you know, and you and we just certainly appreciate your transparency, uh, as you talk about your father, your mentor, uh, your hero, uh, your provider. It is, uh, it is absolutely outstanding. Now, here's where I want to go with this: your church has experienced some excellent growth. Can you please explain to our listeners and our followers how how have you navigated those waters? to sustain, to, to sustain that growth. You know, like when people come over and spend the night, I'm not going to build an extra room on, they're going to sleep on the floor if I ain't got a bed. But how, how, how do you sustain, how, how have, how has the rock been able to, to really see down the road and really be able to, to forecast this growth that you've, uh, that you've definitely, uh, been, been, um, had the honor and privilege of dealing with. It's, it's been, well, let me, let me start here. Yes, when I, when I first started pastoring, um, God gave me a call of kingdom. So to, I didn't even want to call it a church. It's, it's ministry. Yes, and sir. My, my whole thing was getting outside of the four walls mm. and ministering to yes, people's sir. hearts and ministering to their minds. So early on in the ministry, we only had a few folk there. We only had a few folk there. And what ended up happening, God laid on my heart to begin to minister to families. And I began doing a Bible study teaching, if you will, and this was over a few months. I dealt with um, the wife role. I dealt with the husband role. I dealt with the children role. I dealt with married people role. I dealt with single people roles of family. And again, I said it earlier, and I want to reiterate that again. God ordained the family before he did church. There was Adam and Eve before there was four walls. And it was one of those things where I caught a lot of flack. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I began to teach again about the family. And I noticed that a lot of the husbands weren't coming to church. Mm. And if you go to most churches, you'll see the churches are mainly dominated by women. Yes, sir. And it it bothered me. So what I did was, and these were good men, great men, but they just didn't come to church. And I, I felt bad because I was seeing the women come, but then their husbands and children were at home. And so what I did, I said, listen, we're going to take a Sunday off of coming to the four walls. Hmm. And I said, I want y'all to spend this time with your families. Go to a hotel, go to a park, go to the beach, go somewhere, but spend that entire Sunday with your family. Now, being a new pastor, I kind of got drugged, and I'm not going to get into that. I yes, got sir. drugged by other pastors That's okay. that were looking at me like, what are you doing, and and how dare you? And Sunday is for church, and I understand the precept. But for this vision, and I knew it was stepping outside of the box. I knew it was doing something different, and I knew I was going to get criticized for it. But let me tell you what happened. Yes, sir. Because of that. The husband started coming to church. Mm. The children started coming to church. And I went from being on the organ on Sunday morning 
and getting up and preaching because I had no musicians. Wow. To having a full band of organ, guitar players, saxophone players, drummers, um, bongo players, and everything of men. We have a church of men and of young people and our elderly seasoned people, and that's where it all started. It was grounded in family. Wow. 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 Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Man, I'm gonna have to, you, you, gonna, you, you, you're going to have to get a pay raise, Coach Quick. Because <laughs> he's laying it down, dropping. Who, uh, we, they, if this is the 75th anniversary of the NBA, we, we, we got an all-star right here, Pastor Todd Curry. Go ahead, Coach Quick. Go ahead, Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Pastor T, you also have a business. Being a business owner, how does that relate to being a pastor? My my first thing, again, and I, I kind of incorporate everything that I do in my life under the same umbrella or under the same principle. Um, I do, my wife and I, we started Curry's Haven and where we, we work with special needs children and adults. And that's my business. So we have staff that work with the, the special needs children and adults. I started with behavioral youth. Um, what they would sometimes call the worst of the worst. And yes, at the time, they used to call them the Willie M's. And That's correct. I, yes, I worked with them, and, and I was the one. I was getting cussed out and, and punches thrown at me and all of these other things. But I absolutely love to try to make a difference in those young people's lives. And since then, you know, we, we transitioned to the special needs population and even when it's related to church, organization, the, the organized mind, um, I'm a firm believer in writing the vision and making it plain. And, and not just doing it on your own, but asking God, God, what direction do I need to go in? Hmm. Lead me and guide me every step of the way. Because who better to ask than the man that created everything? Amen. So I, I learned to take self out the way. And just let God lead. So as God began to speak to me, th there was no ego because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't catch my next breath in a jet airplane. So I might as well let the man that created me lead me mm. and, and direct me and everything. So this is not even about Pastor T or Todd or whatever, but it's just being able to sit back and getting off of God's throne and letting him be God. Wow. 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 Ladies and gentlemen. See why he's on the show? No, you know what? Coach Quick, you know, I'm gonna have to double your salary. So listen, folks. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna step away, but before we do, via telephone, we have Pastor Todd Curry. He is the pastor of St. Peter the Rock, Eastwood, North Carolina, and we'll be back after this quick break. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. All right, folks, we are back on, and I just told Coach Quick, you know, he's going to get, I, I, he's got to get a pay raise. Now, we, we might have to move some money around somewhere, but <laughs> we got to get him a pay raise because we've got on via telephone Pastor Todd Curry uh, from St. Peter the Rock Church in Eastwood, North Carolina, five years. Uh, it has been that the first session, pick and pop, he was already uh, he's already been the league MVP uh, as we transition into the fast break session. So with that, Pastor, um, the day to day pressures of being a pastor, what has been the most challenging aspect 
uh, in that role over the last 24 months? I guess the, the most challenging aspect really is probably my heart of you're, you're wanting to be able to reach everybody. Yes, sir. But I had to learn that you will never be able to reach everybody. Wow. You, and you'll, you'll never be able to do that. Jesus didn't even reach everybody. Wow. I had to learn that even with deliverance, you can't force deliverance on people. And they have to want it. Mm. They have to want to have a changed mind. And every miracle in the Bible, Jesus would always say, do you want to be made whole? Wow. Wow. And that thing really hit me. It stuck with me. And I was like, wait a minute. If Jesus is asking, that means he's gentleman enough not to force you to do anything. We've got free will Mm. and everything to make our own decisions. So no matter how hard you try, no matter how big your heart is, no matter how well your intentions are, still people will reject you. They'll reject God. They'll take your information and and switch it up and change it up and everything. And you're going to get misunderstood. Some people just aren't going to like you just because of the way you look. Wow. Or the way you sound. Mm. And you have to be okay with that. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but somebody likes PT. Wow. Coach Quick. (laughs) Yes, sir. Listen, I, I, I see you ready for Go that ahead, three. No, you're good. I see you ready for that three. Go ahead and take your shot. Yes, sir. Pastor T, what has been your most rewarding time at The Rock? Oh, my. I guess seeing the excitement of people coming in on Sunday. Amen. Um. Okay, let, let me let me keep it 100 again. We yes, can sir. do that around here, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Wow, okay, by all well, means. Well, this, is, this is what it is. There were moments, even growing up, that I didn't even want to go to church. Period. Mm. I didn't. I didn't want to go. Um, I didn't want to deal with the politics of church. I didn't want to deal with a lot of stuff that was happening with church. Um, but to see excitement now, where people don't want to leave. If you come to St. Peter after service. It's almost like we, of course, we got to leave the building because of, you know, of course, with the COVID and stuff. But you see people hanging around in the parking lots and I'm sitting here like, you know, go home. But it's it's almost like, you know, you're anticipating something great to happen. Amen. And I give all glory and honor to God. There's no set program. There's no set. And that's another thing I learned. Just let the spirit flow. Watch out. You know, let God be God. Yes, sir. There doesn't need to be a set program. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. So I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing any any other church or whatever like that. That's not because we're on the same team. Yes, sir. Um, But the biggest thing is I just believe we should flow and let God have his way. So if God says, you know, cut this off at this time, you cut it off at that time. If God says, don't do this right now, don't do that right now. And that's just the way that I just believe we need to learn how to flow. So the rewarding part is just seeing people excited about ministry and serving God and reaching people outside of the four walls. Amen. 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 That's what it's about yes, right sir. there. Man, that's it. Like, you know what, Coach Quick, man, you, it's like you like looking on my notes or something because that's kind of just like leads me right into this one. Pastor T, here we go right here. So in, in feeding your flock, how do you keep the finger 
on the pulse of what you're teaching them? Again, really being led. I, I My father told me a while back, um, never preach out of what you see. Wow. Never try to derive messages out of what you see or what's going on mm. at the time. Mm. Um, when you begin to do that, you allow flesh to creep in. And anytime flesh or the carnal mind begins to creep in, you're always going to fail at in some way, shape, or form. But when you just allow God to be God and just allow him to speak through you, there's always going to be a word for the people for that moment. And it's so funny. I've had people come up to me and say, you know, you were preaching just to me and you, you know, you must, somebody must have told you something about me. And I'm sitting back like, I promise you, I don't know anything about your life. Amen. You know, now, if God is giving this to me, that means it must just be for you or for whoever. But nine times out of ten, whenever God gives me a word, he's beating me up first. Amen. And because God knows I'm not perfect. Yes, sir. And I feel so unworthy to even be a pastor or a minister of the gospel. But I'm just grateful that for grace and mercy, first of all, and that he even chose me. And just like Abraham, God didn't call Abraham perfect and grateful because he was he because he was perfect or because he did everything right. He called him faithful in everything just because he believed God. Mm. And you can say what you will about me. Of course, I'm not there yet, but I do believe God. I have faith in God, and I just believe that whatever he says, he's going to manifest. Wow. Coach Amen. Q. Coach Q. Yes, sir. Church leadership. How do you ensure your leaders are empowered and equipped, and equipped to lead in such a time as this? We have trainings. Mm. That's we 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 train. Yes. And I'm a I'm a believer in not just keeping what you know, but begin to train others into how to maneuver certain things, whether it's the business aspect or or just ministry in general. And even especially with our elders and deacons and different ones, um, our administrators, our administrators, we've gone to classes and to teach them how to do what they need to do. I'm not the be-all, end-all, so if I don't know, I bring people in to teach. Mm. And if we can just gain that knowledge, our people perish for the lack of knowledge. So if, as a leader, as a pastor, I have got to begin to bring up leaders in case I'm not there, Come in on. case God calls me home, there's got to be folk that can still run the ministry, that mm. can still do what they're supposed to do. Never should it be said that the church goes under because one person leaves or whatever, or passes or dies. Never should it be said. Ministry's got to keep going. Wow, wow. Amen. That's a you know what, Coach Quick. That that's that. What a great question. And, and Pastor Todd again dropping, dropping dimes. Uh, listen, I think. Well, I think the if I if my stats are right, I think John Stockton was the all-time NBA assist. <laughs> Leader until the night, but uh, what a great you know. And, and here's the thing: a lot of a lot of churches don't understand that, and I definitely appreciate uh, you going there and you talking about the training uh, and then partnering up. You know, a lot of times you know people think it's a weakness when a, especially in a pastor's role, 
or the calling. Maybe I shouldn't use the word role, but when, if a pastor doesn't know, sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know. And let me surround myself or let me find that right answer and find that person that can come in and help us navigate. So certainly appreciate that. So here's where I'm going with this. Uh, pastor T says, um, your community outreach is well-documented. Matter of fact, I was once again on social media, uh, and I think a couple of weeks ago, you all had a, a community uh, outpouring outreach and you had the, the COVID testing on site and the clothes giveaway. I think somebody might have been cooking some fish. I started to tell Coach Quick to swing by and get me a plate and overnight it here up to, to Virginia. But but in that, um, the educational aspect of the church of color sometimes is difficult to navigate. You've you've been the guiding light because a lot of times you don't see ministries step out and do that. Is is that part of the vision? What, what really makes you to sit down and really want to be able to say, okay, I'm going outside these four walls and, and we're going to touch on the hot topic such as COVID. So if you don't mind elaborating on that. I feel if, if we don't do that, um, we always speak of the church being the head and, and that, that God is the greater power. Well, if God is the greater power, then that means the ministries and churches should be the head. Wow. And if, if that doesn't happen, then what are we really doing? And the devil's had a field day mm. with patting the church on its head and telling them to go sit in the corner Ooh. while while you sit up there and the, the, the enemy is running the country and running politics and running everything and the church is over there shouting and having a good time all by themselves and thinking you're doing something, but you've got to begin to reach out. Faith without works is dead. And we can have all the faith we want, but until we get out the four walls and begin to work into the streets and from even with the what we had the other day, you're, we're trying to educate from federal government stuff to, to, to politics to you name it. We yes, were sir. trying to educate people. We're the ones that will bust up into City Hall and to, to go... Matter of fact, we didn't have water in our community, and it's well documented where we had to really go down to the county commissioner's meeting and yes, to put water into the community. Yes, sir. These are things that I feel like the ministries and churches should be doing on a regular basis. It's not just about the four walls. We have got to learn how to get out, educate people so that we can change the world ourselves. That's what Jesus did. He's the one that said going to the hedges and the highways. Mm -hmm. That's not Pastor T's word. Mm. He's the one that said that. And how many times did Jesus go to church anyway? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. But I'll just leave that right there. Well, you know what? (laughs) And this this is what we're going to do. Folks, we got on via telephone Pastor Todd Curry. He is the pastor of St. Peter, the Rock, Eastwood, North Carolina. And like we told you at the beginning of the show, if you don't know where it is, that's your fault. But you're going to find out before we finish today. So we're going to step away and we'll be back after this commercial break. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help with several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans. Finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. 
You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. All right, folks, this is Coach G and Coach Q. And again, we almost got Coach T. And that's Coach, uh, excuse me, that's Pastor Tucker. He's a pastor of the St. Peter, the Rock, Eastwood, North Carolina. You know, it's it's hard to believe. And I'm just going to be transparent. How many times in my, and I'll be 55 in uh, in a couple, in another week, how many times in my life have I passed that church growing up in, in Eastwood? And of course, you know, my relatives uh, all over, all through them, you know, all through them roads, all up, uh, you know, Esther Road and turn, go up on the hill and, cut down Jackson Road and, and, and old 15501, and never would I ever believe that we would uh, have the honor and privilege of having the pastor on uh, the show, and we certainly, certainly appreciate that. And, and as, as we said earlier, uh, when we were watching a little social media this morning and uh, one of the mothers was singing, when I rose this morning, I didn't have no doubt. And the bad thing, a bad thing about it, Pastor Todd, it was only 57 seconds. And I was just like, hold up, you know, because he could say, you want to watch it again? Then I clicked that button. <laughs> I clicked that button just to, just so I just I just appreciate whoever videoed that this morning. We'll give them a shout out uh, and send it. Out. It, it it wasn't a regular live feed. It was just somebody that had uh, pulled that up, and so we we listened to that a little bit this morning. So as we transition to in the paint, we gonna really get into the music. And when I say the music, here's where I want to go. Uh, the music is such a, a important aspect of the black church experience. It allows us to usher in the Holy Spirit. Some churches are uh, noted. It's a cornerstone. The rock is no exception. How do you balance all the departments within your church as the music ministry has accelerated and achieved national awards? This was, again, something that that was really on my heart strong, especially being a recording artist. Um that started pastoring when I first began pastoring, I didn't want to be known as a music church. Okay. I wanted the, the word of God to be the headliner, if you will. Yes, sir. And so when I first began pastoring again, there were several applications of musicians and, and sound people and everything that were coming our way. But I did not feel led at that moment to even have musicians and the, the crazy part was, again, like mentioned before, I was actually the one playing every Sunday because I know musicians, and musicians are crazy. Let me go ahead and say that. I'm a musician myself. <laughs> um, we're real fickle. Yes, sir. We're real crazy at times, and everybody doesn't have the right motives. Mm. Let me put it that way also. Amen. And so I just decided I would play and then get up and preach, and that's exactly what I began to do, and like I said, you know, as we begin to teach and get people grounded and grounded, now um, our, our house band lifted. My my MD, my music director, Michael Morrissey, um, I thank God for these young men that really love the Lord. Yes, sir. And they're, they're there for Pastor T. And it, it's, it's one of those things where you can feel the anointing while they're playing and while they're ministering. And sometimes you look at their faces and it's almost like they're not even there anymore. Yes, sir. They're, they're, they've zoned out. And so that's one thing that's made it easy. With everything else, as far as the music, I 
stopped. And, and my wife and I, again, we had the national group, Todd Curry and Focus, and um, we used to tour the country and everything and, and several awards and stuff like that. But when I began pastoring, I stopped everything. And this, I pray this blesses somebody. Yes, sir. But I stopped music. I stopped doing everything in the beginning. And then my heart began to really ache. And it hit me. I was teaching Bible study one night about the talents and about burying your talents. Mm. And that thing hit me so hard because here I was ministering, doing outreach stuff. I was preaching. I was pastoring and everything. But I threw my music side out the window. And God just told me, said, you're burying your talent. And I said, oh, Lord, my God, my God. I said, well, God, how in the world? And this is what the Lord led us to do. Yes, sir. The Lord wanted me to, without management, without promotions team, without radio promotions, without all of that, we decided to record with our church choir. These are folks that just love the Lord, and I thank God for them. We recorded with the church choir, and the Lord blessed the project and bless the singers and everything, and I'm so grateful. That's how we ended up getting the, the song being played all across the country, and even with the Stella Awards and the Dove Award nominations and everything, it's something how God would do things when you just let him lead mm. and without you putting your hand in it. Watch out. And, and it, it was just a timing thing. It was a, a timing thing of just being obedient and letting God lead. Wow. 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 That's that that transparency and that's the thing is is you know as as man yeah I can't touch it coach quick go ahead with it. Yes sir. Pastor T you mentioned the Stella award that you all won. So I wanted to follow up with this question. Winning the Stella award is a big deal. Please take us through that process and what doors have been opened since winning this prestigious award. Let me let me back up. Now we were nominated. We were nominated. Thank God. We were nominated for the Stellas. We were there. Actually, um, Ricky Dillard actually won the award. And this is a, those of you that know Ricky Dillard and um, many of his projects and stuff out there. And we were there with uh, several, a couple of other artists, the Chicago Mass Choir and Luther Barnes and. I thank God for them, but we were in the same category with them. And here we are, independent artists. Yes, sir. And it was so amazing. The I don't know, the, the way God just orchestrated things. And all of the years of us with our professional group, we, we never were able to go to the Stellar Awards. Yes, sir. And here we were with the church choir in Eastwood, North Carolina. Man. Independent artists. And then we get the Stella Award nod. It was the most surreal thing. So here we are up there with all of the, the what we sometimes call the big names. But sometimes God will take the no name and mm. make a name out of it. Watch out. And I thank God for it. Doors have opened all around with from interviews to, to you name it. And just, the, just being in the area to be able to walk what they call the blue carpet and and the just the interviews the camera footage and just everything it was a major blessing to me and my family how about that amen, amen. 
You know what? And, that, and that's just a that's just a taste of what's to, to come. I mean, would he you know, he will he not give you the desires of your heart? Would he not be able to what? As, as you said, people don't realize you're you, from from Eastwood, North Carolina, and you're walking on the blue carpet. And as you as you name some of the elite folks in the in the gospel uh, industry, and that's was one thing that that's that's so important that people don't realize. And and I'll share this is when I left left uh, Carthage and. And went to Atlanta and started attending uh, New Birth and uh, down with Bishop Long, you know, uh, rest his soul. And, and being around artists such as William Murphy as well as Darwin Hodge, yeah. you don't realize just the cutting edge of and how important music ministry is. And with, right. and with you all bringing what you bring uh, to the national scene as well as it is in uh, Eastwood at The Rock. And people say, you know what, okay, you know what? People don't realize, and I think back when my mom and them were singing when I was a kid growing up. You know, people would come because of the choir, and you know right. what you and 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 here's my thing, and, and I'll say this: I'm not a pastor, but I know you, when you when you set it up and people hang around the slippery slope, they gonna slip in, and when they slip in, and if it's because if it's because of the music, let it be, you know, let that be. You know, I don't know a lot of people that come join churches because uh, Coach Goins and Coach Quick are great ushers. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that to say that's not important to what they do. So please don't take my comments out of context, but what makes people come to church? One is, you know, what is, you know, what is praise and worship like? And is the word being rightly divided? You know, and then that not be just because I, 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 you know, because I got a parking lot ministry and the guys parked the car is good. And, and the ushers are just, you know, they're, they're flawless and they wear white gloves. People, you know, and again, that what makes people come to church? And I'm just, you know, just trying to be transparent here. And then what you all do, uh, you, you can't fish and don't put no bait on the hook. Mm. Right? You just, you can't do that. And, and and as a pastor, you are meeting the needs. You're, you're, you're going beyond the four walls. You're, your members understand that. The community understands that. You're educating people. And a lot of times people don't think that, you know what, you're not, I'm not changing the gospel, but I have, I can't go, I can't go into church like it was when I was a kid in 1971 and think I'm going to be able to reach people in this 2021. I've got to be, I've, I've got to be able to, to, to do the things that I need to do is pleasing in God's sight. And that's who I've got to answer to. So we commend you for your vision. So with that, I'm going to go with this question right here. Coach quick. It says, let's talk about vision. It says, Pastor T, where do you see the rock in the next 10 years? As you continue to grow, what are your challenges of growth? This is something that we have been talking about actually for the last few months. Amen. Um, there are moments, and I've, I've spoken this to them, that we may just come in on a Sunday and all of us just hit the street. Just go out and start ministering somewhere at a park or or walking up and down the street or something. My, my heart is really with the outreach. We've started our prison ministries where, and even the church, we've gone out to Lexington and, and other places, um, ministering to the hearts of prisoners and singing and just rather it's teaching or whatever like that. And that's something that's really getting ready to open up real big for us. And I'm excited even about that opportunity. Um, 
partnering with Prison Fellowship and, and others to really get into the, because we need to begin to understand that there are people too that's behind bars. There are some innocent people behind bars and there are some people that have made mistakes, but they're still, they still have souls. Amen. And we, we've got to learn to minister to those people and even what, how do they come out and not just spiritually, but even naturally of teaching job skills and, mm. and anger management skills. Those are the things that we're doing right now. And I'm excited about that. And my, my whole thing with vision is to understand that I can't do the same thing that I did yesterday. Wow. And I, I use this analogy all the time. And people at the at St. Peter the Rock, they know I, I say this all the time. Um, Abraham, God told Abraham to kill Isaac, to kill his son. Yes, sir. And, and that was at the bottom of the mountain. And that was God speaking to him. But as they transitioned and began going up higher to the top of the mountain, God spoke again and said, don't kill him. There's a ram in the bush. Mm. Now, what the church has done so often is they fail to listen to God on the top of the mountain, and they were still listening to him at the bottom, and we've killed a lot of Isaacs mm. that didn't need to be dead, and we've killed a lot of church members and young people that didn't need to die because we failed to listen to the right now word. It's not that God didn't speak at the bottom of the mountain. He did speak. He did speak to our grandparents and our great-grandparents. He spoke to them. Yes. So when you begin talking about change, what is God saying now? Yes, he spoke to them, yes. but he's still speaking. Wow. wow. That's right. Man, that's, oh boy, I tell you, Coach Quick, man, I'm telling you, that, I'm going to put, I'm gonna have to put one of them big checks in the mail. You know, one of them, one of them one like you won the lottery checks, man. So, Coach Quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it over to you, Coach Quick, as we start to put the uh, wraps up. Yes, sir. Pastor T, I just wanted to say to you, thank you for coming on our show today and taking part in this conversation about life. And not only that, You've dropped knowledge and you've dropped the word to our listening audience today. And we just pause just to say thank you for that for a minute because somebody needed to hear this show today. It's going to reach somebody, whether it's here in North Carolina, whether it's in the Netherlands, where whether it's in Washington, D.C. somewhere. This show is going to touch somebody's life and it's going to touch their hearts to the point that they're going to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Yes, yes. And turn my life around. Wow. Yes. So we, we thank you, Pastor T, for being on this show today, basketball more than a game. You know what? Well, I want to thank y'all for setting the platform up because there would be no me if it wasn't for you. And I want to thank Coach G and Coach Q for right. doing what y'all do. Well, we and because, look, we can't play ball if there's no ball. Watch out. Amen. <laughs> and if there's no court. And y'all are supplying the court and the ball. I appreciate y'all. I really do. Well, I certainly appreciate that. So, listen, on the, uh, and uh, folks, uh, we uh, we said this. I don't know if we said it on the air, but uh, we gave uh, Coach, uh, and I'm going to say Coach Todd, uh, Pastor Todd, uh, <laughs> I love uh, it. Uh, uh, open invitation. Uh, so when he has the word, uh, he's going to reach out and we may do a special show, uh, whatever that, whatever leads, uh, that's just what I, that's, what's on our heart. And I'm just being obedient. 
Uh, so this is not the, this is just the introduction. This is not the one-time deal. Uh, so he has, uh, he and one other person we've had on over the last uh, three years has an open invitation to the show and we give way, uh, when we receive that call and, uh, and that he needs to get back on, back on the show. So on behalf of myself, uh, Pastor Todd, I certainly appreciate you. We, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, extend our, uh, heart, uh, to you and everything that's uh, happening at the rock. And we certainly appreciate you pastor, uh, for taking the time out, the talent, uh, and being with us and coach quick, get us to the locker room. Yes, sir. For coach Goins, our special guest, pastor Todd Curry of St. Peter, the rock incorporated. And for myself, coach quick, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to basketball more than a game with coach Goins and coach quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.